We don't usually sing at Church of Christ. So we figured we got to learn an acapella song. Can I tell you, as my brother said, what an honor it is for us. We feel like we're amongst family. Last year when everything shut down, you all actually had us come twice. And we sang in the parking lot. And you paid us. Most people in Nashville or Franklin don't pay. Thank you for paying us. I also want to say thank you to some dear friends. Uh, if it wasn't for them, I'm not sure we'd be here. Uh, Christopher and Starla Atkinson are such a blessing to our family. You know, a lot has happened in the last 21 months. So much change surrounded by uncertainty, so much transition, if you will. We go to school different. Can I get an amen from the balcony? We go to work different. We travel different. We grocery shop differently. We, we gather or we don't gather differently. For my wife and I, uh, between the pandemic and both of our sons getting married and moving out in the last 13 months, we are going through major transition. Yes, our grocery bill is a lot less. We have a lot more time on our hands. But if I'm honest with you, this change, this transition is sometimes overwhelming. Just a few nights ago, we found ourselves at home, alone, again, having dinner. And all of a sudden, Alexis started pumping this country song, a sad country song. And the next thing you know, me and my wife are hugging, bawling our eyes out. <laughs> Spencer, everything we've known for the last 25 years is changed. No more waking them up to get to school on time. No more raising money for the school. No more football games to attend. No more sending money to help them with their apartment. And I'm like, you work, where's your money? No more of this, no more of that. And to be honest, those are the things that gave us our purpose. Those are the things that kept us going. And now, this transitional time, it feels like we've almost lost our sense of purpose, sense of direction, transitions, change. What about you? What kind of transition are you going through this morning? Maybe you just had a baby and you wonder, will I ever sleep again? Or that baby is now in middle school or high school and you are just trying to hold on for dear life. Or maybe you're in high school. You went through your first breakup. And you smile on the outside, but on the inside you're dying. Maybe you wonder, why even wake up? Why go to school? He broke my heart. She stole my heart. Perhaps you've been through a divorce and shame and regret haunts you. 
and you wonder, will I ever find true love? Another career change. Maybe you don't have a job and you're wondering, how is, is my, me and my family going to make it through this transition? Truth is, most of us, I know I don't, we don't like change. We don't like transition. We don't want to have to go through uncertainty. No, we want familiarity. We want predictability because it makes us feel comfortable and it makes us feel like we are in control. But if we've learned anything from the last 21 months, it's this. You are not in control. However, hear this, family. Transition is the path that leads to the future. Transition is the birthplace of new discovery. Transition is ab absolutely necessary if we're going to fulfill God's purpose in our lives. Someone said this, your life story is a story of transition. You're always leaving one chapter behind while moving on to the next. So for the next few minutes, and I promise just a few minutes, I want to speak to you about this subject positioned for transition positioned for transition Jesus thank you for this opportunity to hear from you open our hearts to listen and our souls to receive we need you right now amen positioned for transition Isaiah 43 16 and 18 it's a familiar passage and it reads this is what the Lord says he who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and the reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Transitions. The children of Israel were going through a transition. This is what the Lord said. I made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. If you're going to be positioned for transition, first of all, you've got to remember. Everybody say remember. Remembering will carry you through transition. What has been chasing you? The Israelites were being chased by the Egyptians. What's chasing you? Is it fear? Is it worry? Is it uncertainty? Is it lack? Is it low or no self-esteem? Is it an addiction? Is it self-righteousness? Is it unforgiveness? Whatever it is, remember. Remember he healed you. Remember, Jesus forgave you. Remember, God provided for you. He helped you through the death of a loved one. He was there when you went through a divorce. You thought there was no hope, but Jesus, like he always does, put you on his back, and he carried you. Remember. Oh, there are going to be times in transition when you want to give up. You want to throw in the towel. You wonder, do I measure up? Does my life matter? Does, any, does anyone see me? Jesus says to us this morning, remember me. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the alpha and the omega. Like Leland said, I'm a way maker. I'm a miracle worker. I'm a light in the darkness. I'm 
God all by myself. That's who I am. Remember me. We've been traveling for over 30 years now together. That's a miracle in itself. You got family. You know how that goes. And so we'll, we'll go to a place probably once a year, the same place. And after 30 years, people from the congregation will say, oh, please tell us the story. Tell us the story about your dad. Please tell us the story about your mom. We're like, no, we're tired of that story. They say, oh, no, we want to hear it again. So we go again. Our dad was set free from a life of alcoholism and abuse. He was abusive towards our mother. Mom and dad were getting ready to go through a divorce, but this God who made a way through the sea touched my father's life, and he set him free, delivered him from alcohol, and now he just retired from pastoring the same small church for 42 years. Our mother, she battled cancer for four years. She went to heaven. We were barely teenagers. Sam, I think, was 21. He became our guardian. And over 30 years, here we are standing before you, not because of our goodness, but because we remember God is good and God is faithful even through transition. Deuteronomy 6, 5, and 8, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Remember, remember, remember. Remembering who God is will carry you through the season of transition. Secondly, how do you position yourself for transition? Forget it. Everybody say forget. <laughs> Somebody in the high school balcony just said, what is he talking about? He just told us for a long time to remember. Now he's saying forget. Forgetting the past will help you to embrace today in the middle of the transition. Philippians 3, 13 and 14, it says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do forgetting the past, forgetting what is behind me. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Remember in our text where it says, hey, this is who I am. I'm God. I made a way through the sea. I did this. I snuffed them out like a wick. And then what does he say in verse 18? Forget the former things. Listen to this. Remember that God made a way, but forget the way he made it, because God will flip the script if he wants. How many of you have been walking with God for so long, and you feel like you can put God in a formula, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, he didn't do that like he did that for me a few years ago? <laughs> do you wonder why God gives you different kinds of kids? I have two kids absolutely opposite. And what worked on Eli or Josh did not work on Eli. And yes, I know Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he's God all by himself. He can flip the script. He can work how he wants to. How many of you prayed last, last year or the last couple of years? God, we need more time with our family. All I do is work.
God, help us to reach more people. And now you're, every week you're on, online reaching people who would never come here. James told you, we, we 70 shows got canceled. We have to do 100 shows just so our kids can eat. 70 of them got canceled. And we were like, well, how do we book more dates? So like everyone else, we had to figure out how to do this online thing. We've been doing online service every Saturday night, every Sunday, for the last, I think, seven months. Reaching people in the Philippines, Germany, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, Samoa, people who would never come to Franklin. And God said, oh, you want to reach more people? I'm not going to bring them to you. You're going to go to them because I'm God. And I'll make a way but forget how I made it because I just might change my mind. I, uh, I've been needing new running shoes for the last three months. And my wife keeps telling me, well, you need to go buy them. But there's something about old stuff that we like to hang on. I was running this morning. My, my shoe, there's no support. But I feel good because it's like old and comfortable. Like torn up jeans and a white t-shirt. That sounds like a country song. And I know if I get new shoes at first, they may give me blisters. At first, they're going to hurt my feet. But eventually, I'll break them in, and the support they provide will help me to keep running without injuring myself. How do we forget the behind, what is behind? By transitioning towards what is ahead. God wants to do something new. Sometimes the greatest barrier to moving forward is what the enemy, what the devil did in your past. It keeps haunting you, and you forget that you're forgiven, or you don't trust in God's grace. That's true of all of us. But what is also true is sometimes what keeps us from transitioning forward is not necessarily what the enemy did, but what God did in your past. It's what God did for you in one season, and you expect him to repeat it in the next season. Remember the ways he made, but forget the way he made it. I don't have to know how if I know who. God always makes a way, but sometimes it's not the way we thought he would make it. Don't get stuck in the way God used to move. Today he says, I'm doing a new thing. Remembering will carry you through. Forgetting will break you through and help you to embrace today. And finally, See. S-E-E, see. Everybody say see. Church, what you see is who you'll be. Don't worry about what other people are thinking about you, because guess what? They ain't thinking about you. What you see is who you'll be. There's a story about 12 spies who were sent by Moses to explore the land of Canaan, which was promised to God's children. Moses said, hey, I want you to go check out Canaan. Go check out this new territory. Take inventory. See how many people are there, what kind of people, how they look. See what kind of food they got, what kind of provisions. Check it out. So one person from each tribe goes to Canaan. It says on their way there, they, even, they saw the, these grapes, these clusters of grapes. They, they, they cut one off. The clusters were so huge that it took two of them to carry these grapes. Can you imagine? 
though they were there for 40 days. And they come back to give the report. Numbers 13, 30 through 33, it says, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we certainly can do it. That's what Caleb said. But the other men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. These are the very same men who told them about the grapes and told them about how it was flown with milk and honey. And now their tone is changing. We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land we explored devours those living in it. Really? Big grapes flown with Milk and honey, but it kills people that are living in it. We saw the Nephilim, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers, check this, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Compared to them, we were small. We seem like grasshoppers to them in our own eyes. That doesn't make sense. What you see is who you'll be. Ten of the spies saw the problems. Caleb saw the promise. Most of the spies saw the big giants. Caleb saw the big grapes. Most of the spies saw that it would swallow them up. Caleb saw milk and honey. I want some of that honey. When transition comes, do you see opposition or do you see opportunity? When transition comes, do you see challenges as a setback or an opportunity to come back? Do you see the big mountains? Or do you see the big God who owns those little mountains? About, uh, well, almost two years ago, I turned 50. I transitioned. From being young to middle-aged. I remember it clearly, and I remember this day for some reason every day since December 4th, 2019, when I turned 50. We were on tour. I came down. We were in Phoenix, Arizona, and I came down to work out. And normally, all my brothers are there, and we work out together, and nobody was there. So I started feeling really, really good about my 50-year-old self showing up at the gym and nobody else was there. Well, it was one of those small hotel workout rooms where there's just like a couple of treadmills and a wall of mirrors. And I got on the treadmill, got my hype music on. And as I started to ramp up the treadmill, I saw what was looking back in the mirror. And the good feeling that I had when I first got there left instantly. Literally, this was going on in my mind. Dude, you look older, heavier, and slower. I thought, man, I should just leave now because my brothers don't know I'm here. And I think some, like, I won't tell you what song came on because you might judge me, but it just, like, started hyping me up. 
music used to listen to, Spence. And this thought came to my mind. I'm not as fast as I used to be. But I'm a lot quicker to forgive. I can't run as far as I used to. But I'm much more content with where I'm going. I'm not as strong as I used to be. But I'm much more willing to lift the weightier things in life that matter. My eyesight is no longer 2020, but my vision is much more purposeful. I can't hear as well as I used to, but I'm much more willing to listen to the needs of others. I'm accepted. I belong. I am loved. I am not perfect, but I am perfectly enough. And Jesus saved me. He forgave me. This is what I see, and this is who I'll be. What could life be like for you in the midst of your transition if you remembered who your God is? What would the possibilities be for you and your family if you could get yourself to forget the past? both the good and the bad, knowing that what God has in store for you, what God has in store for all of us, what God has in store for this church is beyond what you ever imagined. Ephesians 3.20. How different would your life be if you were committed, you were committed to seeing things through a positive, faith-filled, hopeful perspective. Family, we could make a difference. We could be the difference. I wonder if God is calling us to be the change that we want to see. This church, this amazing church, birthed 188 years ago. From a passion to provide people from all kinds of different backgrounds, religious, theological, uh, ethnic, the passion that this church was born out of was to create a place where people from all walks of life could come to one place and worship the one true God. 17 people. 17 people who were willing to transition. People who believed even way back in 1833 that God was doing something new. I can't can't imagine all of the seasons of change, all of the uncertainty. I can't imagine all of the transitions that your forefathers and mothers had to go through. And yet here you are, 188 years later. May it be said of us, should Jesus tarry 188 years from now, that we stayed the course, that we stood for righteousness, that we remember the God who we serve. We forget the past, the good and the bad, and that we see, we see that God is doing a new thing. He's doing something new. It's up to him, but he's going to work through you to continue to touch this town, this city of Franklin, 
to change this community of Williamson County. Fourth Avenue, Church of Christ family. You, you, you are positioned for transition.